What can I get you, lass? Did, did my grandfather come in here last night, William? He went off to find a lost sheep yesterday and didn't come home last night. I didn't see him here, no. He didn't come home. No. I'm terribly worried, William. Doyle! Did you see McPherson last night? Ah, Denny William. Sorry, lass. Sharn will help you find him, though. Aye, that will. Oi, Tom! Hey. Run over to the inn and get your brothers. We'll have to spread out across the bars. Captain wishes to speak to you. Come on now. It was brought to my attention some time before dawn by the sailors standing watch that an unexplained sound could be heard coming from beneath the sea. I gazed off port and within a minute saw a red glow, not more than 50 fathoms down. I'll be damned. The old man saw it. The red glow. As I speak, Two divers prepare to investigate further. Perhaps it holds the key to this windless sea. We'll know soon enough. Settle yourselves. Until the wind picks up, water will be rationed, and repast will be limited to one rind of salt pork. Now, back to your duties. Rationing the water now. Crew won't accept that for long. Let's hope these divers find something and get us moving again. You'll have to forgive my looming about, sailor. <laughs> I can't shake the feeling that I've seen you somewhere. But you say you were never in Plymouth. Nope, I wasn't. Huh. Hell of a thing. And the name's Devlin. Yeah. Well, I thought the Red Door Tavern, but, uh, I suppose I was mistaken. Hi. You are mistaken. Never heard of it. Huh. As you say, sailor. Pardon me. I don't think I've seen you on deck before. You all right, stranger? You don't look well. I've seen striplings before, but that went straight out of the fields. He's an He just stared at me and walked on by. I am Gathrona, a subspecies of the living mineral deposits on a planetoid that once existed far from here. When a cataclysmic event sent the rocks hurtling across the galaxy, some of us landed here beneath the sea. We do not inhabit your space, but drift through the mantle of a parallel world. When I move above one of you, I can feel the aura you cast. A shadow that reaches into our dimension. 
I anchor by extending a part of me into this shadow to retrieve a substance that you possess. Your kind are not aware of the anchoring, nor does it harm you. But through this process, we share your thoughts and impressions. The Tromina who traveled with us encoded into the great rocks were our natural anchors. But here they have not been able to revive themselves. Their code lies dormant beneath the sea. And so we anchor with the life forms native to this place. First, the behemoths, and now humans. This one moves among the other humans with a purpose I cannot discern. His thoughts show me scant impressions, but he possesses the substance I require to survive. Davy looked along the cliffs. We went well beyond what any sheep would have wondered. But Mags, why is she lingering by the edge of the cave like that? Oh, I'm sorry, lass. We went as far into the cave as we dared. The rocks in there get slippery, and there are known to be fissures that'll drop you right in the ocean tide. I don't think Fergus would go chasing a sheep into... <laughs> Becky, I'm telling you, it's just not likely. <laughs> Becky, it's night time now. I have to think of you and the others on those rocks in the dark. But we'll come back in the morning with ropes and have a look further back in. <laughs> Dunbar can look after the flock for the time being. I'm sorry, William. Of course, I appreciate all you've done. Tomorrow then. Vegas, come on down here. I could have Mary come out and stay with you tonight if... No, it's okay, William. I have Mags. We'll be okay. All right, then. Until tomorrow. All right, let's pack it in, boys. All right, Mags. Looks like we need to go back to that cave on our own, then. Hey, Mags, I don't 
blame you. I hate this cave. Dad always told me it was dangerous, but Grandpa could be hurt and I've got to try. She'd move to a midday shift. What are you doing back at it so soon? Go get some rest, man. Even if I could stand the smell in the forecastle, I'd still get no rest with all those crusty bastards snottering away. <laughs> some of them ought to be chained face down so the rest of us can get some bloody peace. I've taken a jam of candle wax in my ears. Well, I'll have to give that a try, Timon. My shift's over. So, see you on tomorrow. Good night, then. <sighs> Glad to have the night to myself. What the devil now? Hold on! Grab a hold! Damn me, body and soul. Where in blazes did you come from? Thanks for listening to Episode 2 of Be Calmed, a Mandible Judy miniseries. Our Patreon supporters and Supercast subscribers have access to bonus content, including the Motherload Editions and the Judy Audio Wiki. Pledge as little as $1 per episode to enjoy these perks and more at patreon.com slash mandiblejudy or mandiblejudy.supercast.com. Our cast this week was... Sarah Hoffaker, Matthew Robertson, Clayton Romero, Chris Burke, with Ty Anderson and Graham Rowett. Sound design was by Chris Burke. Music is by Glomag. Drop us an email with any thoughts, suggestions, or just to say hi at info at We'd love to hear from you. 
And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. See the show notes for details. Catch you next week.